wonderful Lord. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father. You are the Prince of all peace, God. And I love you, Jesus. I praise you, God. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, again today, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your wonderful name. His name is wonderful. So wonderful. Isaiah says his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of all peace. Amen. Praise God. What a mighty God. Amen. That's Him. Amen. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If someone were to ask you what was the purpose for Jesus coming, what would you say? Mm, you might be surprised. <laughs> he came to bear witness to the truth. I am the truth, the way, and the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Amen. Praise God. To the book of Ruth this morning. To the book of Ruth, chapter 1, starting with verse 8. Starting with verse 8, and we'll read down through verse 18. Ruth, chapter 1, starting with verse 8. Amen. Verse 8. Starting with verse 8, and we'll read down through verse 18. Ruth chapter 1. Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Number, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. <laughs> Amen. Verse 8. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it has grieved me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord is gone out from against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Ophrah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her husband, to her people and unto her gods. 
Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord be do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfast-minded to go with her, she left speaking unto her. Amen. And I would like to speak to you today from this thought, the point of no return. The point of no return. Father, we exalt you. We truly appreciate, God, all that you do for us. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O God. Lord, let us not leave the way that we came through these doors, but let us leave changed and let us leave renewed and let us be refreshed, O God, continually in our walk with you day by day. Your comfort and your presence, those that may be despondent, those with low self-esteem, O God, I pray that you would give them power and anointing to strengthen and to build up and to edify in everything that we do, God. May your word be a comfort to our hearts today, O Lord, and that we will be strong in the Lord and in the power of your mind, O Lord. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. The point of no <clears throat> return. The picture you see on the wall is known as the bridge of no return. This bridge is located inside the joint security area of the nation of South Korea, which divide the North and the South Koreans. If you have been following the news lately and have seen some of the news pictures of the casualties that are prisoners of war, of those that died as being brought across back into South Korea to be handed back over to the Americans, you probably have seen this bridge. This bridge, as I said, is known as the Bridge of No Return or the Point of No Return. This bridge was used at the end of the Korean uh, conflict when the signing of the armistice in 1953, July 27, 1953. All prisoners of war that had been taken in North Korea was allowed to come back to the side that they had been fighting upon. So, for example, Americans that was taken prisoners or South Koreans that or allies that was taken prisoners in the north side was allowed to come back across this bridge back into the South Korea. The North Koreans and the Chinese, which had been taken prisoners of war, and to the south, uh, amen, they could go back across to the North Korean side. So it was a one-day deal that they got to cross over it, and that's why it was called the point or the bridge of no return. Once you cross back across, you could not go back across. You could not change your mind and say, oh, I made a mistake. I want to go back to my country on the other side. No. At the end of that 
that time period, whatever side you was on, that's the side you stayed upon. Stay with me today. Amen. We begin to look at this from a standpoint that when we become born again children of God, we come to a point in our lives of no return. Moses drew a line in the sand and he says, who's on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. Once they came to Moses' side, they were to not go back. Even the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Philippians, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehend, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, I reach forth to those things which are before, I press towards the mark of the prize for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, we come to this point in our lives that we must make up our mind that we're going to go all the way and we're going to serve God and we're going to live for Him for the rest of our lives. Uh, You've got to be committed to the things uh, of God. Amen. Out of all the apostles that Jesus chose, you will find that all of them stuck with it and all of them committed themselves and all of them gave their lives but Judas. Amen. Judas was one of the only one that went back. But even Jesus calls him the son of prediction. In other words, Judas had already been predicted by Zechariah the prophet and Zechariah chapter 11 I think it is that he would betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver he would be the one that would go back amen he would not continue to stay with them you and I must realize uh, what we have today and we must cleave to it uh, amen someone wrote a song I will cling to the old rugged cross uh, and I will exchange it someday for a crown. Amen. But the sad part is, uh, like so many people today, they want to be like Israel and they want to keep going back uh, and back to their old ways of life. Uh, When God brings us out, uh, He does not bring you out to leave you. He brought you out to carry you in. He's taking you to a better place. Uh, But Peter says it's like this. Uh, Those have been saved and brought out. Uh, Many of them is like a dog that's returning to his vomit uh, and like a hog that was washed back into the mud. In other words, you're going back to the same filthiness and the ways of the old ways of life. We are not to love the world, neither the things that are in the world, John says. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You are washed, Peter and Paul said. You are justified. You are sanctified by the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. So we have to stay on the course uh, that God has set us on. We must realize, amen, that we can't go back. If we turn around and go back, what is there? We know where God brought us from. We know what we was going through in our lives. That's why it was easier for God to bring us out of that darkness unto the marvelous light. You are chosen generation. You are royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises now of him which has called you out of darkness uh, and to your marvelous light. If you go back, you will find what you go back to will be what will kill you. Stay with me. The disciples of Jesus was always tested in the middle of the shore or the river or the sea. Why in the middle? 
you're halfway there. <laughs> you might as well keep going forth. You see, the Red Sea for the children of Israel was a door, but they couldn't see the door that God had for them. That's why we must walk by faith and not by sight. You see, I can look at my circumstances and I can say, there's no way I can get through this thing. There's no way I can get over it. But I must walk by faith and not by sight. Because God always makes a way. God always go before me to wake the way straight. I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. I've got to set my eyes upon Him. The Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. But if I can see what God is doing, if I can cling to Him, if I can feel Him, if I can know that He's there, I know He's making a way where there seems to be no way. Paul says unto Him, him, which is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. God can make a way in the desert. They ask, can he furnish the table in the wilderness? Yes, he sent quail. Yes, he sent matter. There's nothing too hard for God. He says, Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? See, you've got to keep going. The storms of life will come. Things will happen in your life. But you can't turn back. It would be easy to try to go back because you don't want to face the challenge that is ahead of you. But you must grasp. You must cling. Amen. To whatever comes your way. Every trial, every circumstance, everything that comes, it must become a stepping stone. It must become something that builds your faith and strengthen you to trust God that I know in whom I have believed and I'm able, he's able to do that which I have committed to him against that day. Amen. Paul says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think according to the power that's working in you. Let God work. He would work if you let him. Amen. You just got to hang on in there and not give up and don't go back. You're born again. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. It would have been easy for Ruth to go back with Oprah, her sister. It would have been easy for her to say, I don't want to go with you. But Ruth, his life is a life uh, of commitment, you see. You, when you begin to observe her style, when you begin to observe her attributes, when you observe, begin to observe her, amen, she's committed to what she has chosen to do. She's committed to her marriage vows. She's committed to her mother's laws. She says, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you live, I will live. Where you die, that's where I'm going to die. That's a sign of total commitment. And the way you stop going back is you've got to commit yourself to the things of God. You've got to get a hold of this thing. You've got to be like that old cat and tie a knot in the end of the rope and hold on for your dear life. Amen. You've got to cling. You've got to hold. You've got to be 
committed. To, you've got to follow through with this thing. Someone wrote a song. I have decided to, to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. I'm going all the way with Jesus. I will hold on. I will cling to Him. I will not leave Him. I will not forsake Him. He has my best interests at heart, and I'm not going back. Praise God. We sing that old song, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. Catch on fire. Catch on fire. Burning in the Holy Ghost. Amen. we got to be on fire for this thing. You see, the fire was never to go out of the altar. You've got to get another log of fire, another log of the Word, and put on the fire and on the altar. You've got to keep yourself burning bright unto the coming of the day. David says, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will arise and I will give praise. In other words, no matter what I'm going through, I'm getting up. I'm praising God. I'm worshiping God. I'm magnifying find the Lord because He knows what I go through. He knows the way that I take. And when I shall come forth, Job said, I shall come forth like gold. Amen. We've got to realize there's hope of a tree. Though it be cut down, it will bud again. And though the tender branches there be dead in the earth, yet through the center water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. Amen. My heart is fixed. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. I'm not going anywhere. There's been times that the enemy wanted me to give up. There's been times, he says, there's no hope. There's been time that he says, y'all, you only got a few folks there. Give up. Throw in the towel. Go back. But God says, no. You stand firm. You stand strong. I am with you all the ways into the ends of the earth. If God has given you a promise, I've come to tell you today, don't you return to the world. You cling on. You hold on. He will come. He will be there. Amen. You just got to wait upon God. Paul says, Demas has left me for this presence world. No, I'm not going back for this world. This world has only given me more heartaches. It's only going to give me more trouble. Amen. I know where I was. I know where he's brought me from. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says Abraham was called of God to go out into a place that he would receive thereafter. And he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange land, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise in Hebrews 11. It says, for he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. It would have been easy for Abraham to go back. Amen. It would have been easy, amen, to turn around and go back. But the Bible says they had promises from God. And so what did they do? 
they embraced the, the, the promises of God. If you never embrace the promises of God, if you never embrace the things of God, you're going to want to go back. You've got to embrace it. You've got to love it. You've got to hold on to it. Nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It would have been easy for them. Matter of fact, the writer of Hebrews says, if they had had opportunity to go back, amen, they would have went back. But they had made a vow. They cling to it. They had opportunity to go back to the errors of the Chaldeans. But no, God had promised them something better. And they cling to it. They embraced it. They died not having received it. But they cling to it. And the writer says, God has provided something better for you and I. Amen. We need to cling. The Bible says, therefore, lay aside all filth and forwardness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. Amen. Therefore, he says, since we're so compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weights and the sins which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners, lest you be weary and faint in your own mind. You don't want to give up. You don't want to faint. Let us not be weary and well-doing. For in due season, we'll reap if we don't faint not. Consider Jesus. It would have been easy for him to go back from the cross. Matter of fact, he prayed, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. But then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. We've got to get to that point to nevertheless in our lives. You see, nevertheless is nonetheless. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, I've got something better that's laid up there for me. I've got something better that's waiting on me. There's a city where the Lamb is the light. There's a city where they're coming no night. I've got a mansion over there, and I'm free from toiling care. I'm going to the city where the Lamb is the light. It would have been easy for Abraham. Amen. He had three days to change his mind. God says, Abraham, I want you to offer Isaac, your only son, the one that you love. He had three days to change his mind. He had three days to go back. But when Abraham reached Mount Moriah. He said to his servants, stay here, because me and the lad is going to go yonder, and we're going to worship, and we're going to come back again. You see, Mount Moriah was a type and shadow of Calvary. Amen. Isaac was a figure of Jesus Christ. We need to understand we've got to go all the way. When God calls us, when God asks us to do something, we don't have to chance and time to turn her back. Yeah, I could go back.
I can, yeah, I could quit any time I want to. Yeah, I could throw in the towel, but I have made him a vow. I have made him a promise. I'm going all the way. I'm pressing on to higher heights and deeper depths. Praise God. The point of no return. That's where you are. You're at a point of no return now. Amen. You can't go back. Amen. Because the enemy will destroy you. Plenty of times they could have went back. Plenty of times they wanted to go back. The children of Israel is a type and shadow of the church. It came to the point. Amen. At the promise of God. But yet they allow what they saw and what they heard to turn them back. And all of them, 40 year, 20 years and older, died in the wilderness the next 40 years. Because they didn't trust God. They didn't believe God. In the turn of the 20th century, <laughs> where the apostolic movement was beginning to move forward. And there was a man by the name of G.T. Hayward. And Brother G.T. Hayward was a young black guy. Amen. And he had got started his ministry. And his, his church is still in Indianapolis today. Matter of fact, it's called Christ Temple. Amen. It's part of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the world. You come down the street, they, they've, even the city of Indianapolis has named the expressway after him. Bishop G.T. Hayward. Amen. A memorial highway. When you go to Indianapolis, you can find it. lead you right down to Christ Temple. Amen. But... And he was part of an organization, amen, and he had read a, a paper by, by Brother, uh, oh my goodness, by Edward, amen, entitled uh, the uh, Bread for All Seasons, a Meat for All Seasons, and it was designed to talk about the oneness of God and, and to bring people into a fullness understanding of Jesus' name, baptism, and Jesus is God Almighty in the flesh, and he had read this uh, and he had compared it with the scriptures uh, and he realized that what he had written uh, was totally 100% truth uh, and as a result of this uh, the unit and part of the organization he was part of which was the assemblies of God uh, they got wind that many of the pastors and leaders uh, in that organization was starting to follow this new teaching and the new doctrine which they called the new issue and as a result of that uh, amen they had a conference uh, in 1916, uh, and they told them, uh, amen, you either denounce this uh, or else we're going to kick you out uh, of our organization. Uh, and as a result, Brother G.T. Haywood looked at them, and he says, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Uh, amen. And over 300 ministers left the Assemblies of God and came part of the Pentecostal Oneness Movement. Uh, and that's why, amen, they had an opportunity to go back. But once they came into the fullness of the knowledge of the revelation of the truth, they says, no, we will not return back to the old ways. I've come to tell you today, when 
once you get revelation of truth uh, of Jesus Christ, don't you go back the old way. Don't you go back. You've got to realize, yes, you may have a lot of knowledge of God and the things of God, but every bit of truth you get, you need to continue on in that truth. Don't you throw it away. Amen. But you keep pressing on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God and Christ Jesus. Paul said in Galatians 1, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him who's called you into the grace of God unto another gospel. No, there be not another, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached unto you. Let them be a curse. Now I say again, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than that which we have received of us. You let them be a curse. We must realize that once we taste, Peter says, of the good word of God and the fullness of God, we must not let it go. We must hold on. There's no going back. There's no quitting. Without me, Jesus says, you can't do nothing. You need to hold on to Him. You need to be faithful to Him. You need to be committed and sold out to Him. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. It would have been easy for Ruth to go back. It would have been easy for her to reach that point and return. But she came to the point of no return. She says, oh, no. I hear you, mother-in-law. I hear you telling me I can go back. She says, uh-uh. Your people are going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. Where you live is where I'm going to live. Where you die is where I'm going to die. The only thing that's going to separate you and me is death. And that's commitment to what she had promised. It is an example for you and I. Amen. Sometimes we can look at Proverbs 31 for a virtuous woman. Amen. But all we need to do is look at Ruth. Amen. She was committed. She was sold out. We've got to have a bridge. We've got to build up ourselves upon our most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. We've got to ride the waves of time. We've got to handle some situations. You might just need to get yourself a surfboard when the storms and the waves seem like they're going to come over you. Maybe you need to learn how to swim. Maybe you need to get on a surfboard and began to traverse the waves, amen, unto the other side. Maybe you got to ride the tribulations. You've got to ride the trials. You've got to ride the troubles that comes in your life. You can't let them bring you down. They're not going to take you under anyhow. So just keep your head up. Lift up holy hands. Lift up without fear and without dying. You've got to invest into the kingdom of God. Get Get involved in the things of God. 
You're going to a better place. Invest yourself in your future where God is taking you. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself to walk away from wrong. Discipline yourself to stop doing wrong. And discipline yourself to do what is right. Get involved in the kingdom of God. Hold fast to the undeterated word of God. Evangelize the word in your neighborhood. Bridge a bridge. Praise God. You're washed. You're sanctified. You're justified. Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. But you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the world was made by the word of God so that the things which are seen was not made by things which doth appear. By faith, Abel, offering to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he received witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by them he being dead, yet speak. Amen. Enoch. Think about Enoch. By faith, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to cling to the faith. Amen. It would have been easy for Moses to go back. Amen. But the Bible says, he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Amen. It would have been easy for Moses to go back to the world. But no, he says God has something better. There's a better reward. Jesus says to you and me, see that no man steal your crown. You're going to be cast into prison. You're going to go through some things in your life. Amen. He says, but you endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And I'll give you the crown of life. Uh, He talks about being faithful. And that's why we've got to stay on course. You're at the point of no return. Praise God. What will it be? Let's stand this morning. (laughs) Ruth shows us initiative. She shows us trustworthiness. She shows us courageousness and courage in our lives. She shows us a point of humility in her lives. Amen. And we can be depressed. We can be hopeless. We can be despondent. Or we can build up ourselves on our most holy faith, knowing that God is with us, knowing that he's promised me, I'm not leaving you, I'm not forsaking you, I'm as close as the mention of your my name, amen, you can make it, amen. Jesus told the parable in Luke 18, he says there was a woman, amen, who had, amen, an adversary, and she kept going to the judge, and she says, Avenge me of my adversary. 
And he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. And after a period of time, because their consistency coming, he did. Got rid of him. Jesus says, look at that. I'm paraphrasing. He said, now think about that. He said, because of her persistence, he got rid of her adversary. He says, how much more will your heavenly father do it for you to keep coming to him? But he says, but when I come back, am I going to find faith on the earth? See, that's what he's going to be looking for. That's why you've got to stay with it. That's why you can't return again. You've got to keep walking by faith and not by sight. Amen. Get your face and eyes off what you see. Put it on him. David says, the Lord is on my side. What can man do unto me? It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Amen. He's with us. He's with us all the way. Amen. Praise God. I'm drawing the line in the sand today. Amen. So everybody's on the Lord's side. Why don't you come on up this way today? Amen. Praise God. And let's worship Him. Just us, just us, just worship Him when you come. Amen. Just for purpose in your heart. I'm going to serve you, God. I'm going to worship you, Lord. I'm going to magnify you. Just worship Him. Oh God, I thank you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah to your name, God. You're worthy, oh God. I praise you, Jesus. I 